to the Writer's Creative Journey podcast, where we will talk with best-selling and award-winning authors, indie authors, along with screenwriters and other creative types. I'm your podcast host, Laura Ponticello, and today we are live in the Divine Phoenix studio talking about creativity. I would like to welcome Sarah Applegate to the show. Sarah is an award-winning audio producer, former global radio show host, and is a senior studying screenwriting at SUNY Purchase. Sarah is also the producer of this podcast. She is already making a positive impact in the world. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. It's nice to be on the talking end of it this time. I'm so excited for us to share dialogue today around creativity. Because the creative process differs for each person, I would love to know what inspires you to write. A big thing that inspires me is a deadline. That's always a good thing to have. Uh, I'm just kidding, but it does always help to have a deadline. I think that what really inspires me to write is the, um, I like the thinking that it involves and I like that that brings the, what you're thinking out so other people can see it or read it or get to understand your brain better and that uh, deciding to become a writer because before I was looking more at being on camera or being a host of a because I was a host of a radio show doing something more of that and then my senior year uh, I took a college senior year in high school I took a college level English class and that's when I realized how much I liked writing and how much my English teacher it was her second year of having me as a student and how much she understood me more than most of my other teachers because she was reading my writing all this time and she could see how my brain worked through it. And I thought that that was so neat. And I think that reading other people's things is cool because you see their thought process. And I like that it's a way more than just verbally telling somebody something to show your ideas. Yeah, I, I love the concept of thinking um, a thought or the concept of imagination where you're going through that process of the idea creation aspect of it and then bringing that into reality. Yeah, yeah. I think that's also why I need those deadlines that I will either have through school or create for myself because it's so nice to be in that thinking zone. But then you sit down and you have to start writing it on paper and then you kind of like get scared because you're like, how is it going to get through? But once you start writing, it's like, yeah, this is what was in my head is now a real thing. And it's so exciting. So tell us a little bit more about your writing process, given that. Yeah, it is very much. I like to have a deadline that I create deadlines for myself or go through school and like to carve out time of this is when this has to be done. Um, but the reason I need that is because it's also, I'm doing so much work when I'm not focusing on it, I think, too, because I'm writing it in my head. I'm writing characters and what they're going to do and knowing how they're going to be and just kind of being with them. But I'm not actively thinking, oh, this is how this scene is going to play out. And one thing that really made me realize this is I, for this year, I'm writing a pilot script and have to write a pitch package for that of 
all the characters and just the background and everybody. So when you're t taking it to a network or wherever, they know what the show is going to be beyond that first pilot episode. And I was talking to my advisor about it, and he was like, oh, well, you should add some of this. You should add the, what's the world going to be like? These are things you have to think about it. And I could answer all of his questions. Like, I knew what the world was. I knew how it had changed. I knew all the characters and their backstories, but I didn't write them on the paper. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I just got to write these things down more. But I do like the space before of, oh, I know these characters. Or oh, even if it's not... Uh, fictional character thing oh I know these thoughts I know the ideas behind this that type of thing it's so interesting because <clears throat> the process that you're talking about begins way before you see it in a tv in a pilot in a book form it's literally like you almost at times become one with the characters. Do you find yeah. that that happens? Yeah. Well, and I think, or you see the characters in other people. I think, I think that I see myself in all of my characters, but I also see my family and my friends and all these people that are just around me or even people that like, you know, public figures that you see and just imagine what their life is behind what you're seeing in front of you and see them when they're not with you in your head, even though it's not the real them, but it is the character of them. Well, that, that's how a lot of books are actually born, um, where you intersect with someone and you say, wow, that's an interesting story. And then through that process of imagination, you say, I want to expand on that or something within you breaks open um, to want to actualize what you're thinking in your head. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking, this goes way beyond just writing a book because you being experienced in having, you know, not only studying screenwriting, but taking these ideas, writing kind of this pitch package allows this imagination part of yourself, this storyline that you're birthing come alive outside of just your brain. Yeah, it has been really fun. This is the first, I've written a pitch package before, but this is the first one that's like a bigger project. So I'm really like getting involved and getting into it and having a lot of feedback and stuff as opposed to just handing it in and getting a grade for it. And it's been really fun to take like, all this stuff, all this background thing instead of just writing a script because a lot of classes just writing scripts where this is really writing a whole story that can go on way beyond the script, which is really exciting. So what gives you the ideas for characters or these storylines? It's, I've played with different styles and then different styles will uh, come from different inspirations. But the pilot that I'm working on now is very much based on my own life, it, it, not based on my own family more than my uh, personal experience and based in real characters and real situations that I've witnessed. Um, but other stories that I've written were just like really more imagination and uh, imagining a wild universe that doesn't exactly, not, it wasn't fantasy wild, but wild characters that couldn't exist in the real world that do, but imagine them existing in the real world. So, and that was more of a comedy where this is more of a drama. 
and that changes things. But I think that it does. Usually, it's coming from real life. I I love two aspects of what you just said. It's the process of imagining something kind of beyond where you're at. It's sort of like clay, how, how you maybe have been given this piece of clay and you're bringing it to life and you're forming it and it has different textures or, or different aspects of the person um, that you're creating in the storyline. The second part of that is leveraging or using real life experiences and weaving those through the stories. Yeah, yeah. I think that you see with a lot of, um, I think you see a variety of, you see things like Star Trek or shows like that that are more, uh, um, the author of that story is like, what would it be like to be in space and how is that going to be? And that's what inspired them to write. But then you also see a lot of shows that are drawn almost directly from people's lives, like One Mississippi or Speechless or some of these shows where they experience this and that's what they decided to write about. And I think both are really interesting. And at the stage that I'm in now, I get to play with both of those ideas. Do you have a favorite genre that you like to personally dabble in or write in? Um, it, I... I love watching comedy and I love the idea of writing comedy, but it's super hard when you get into it. So um, I think that drama is a lot easier to me and it so it flows more naturally. But when I do write comedy and it does hit and like the jokes work, that is a really great feeling. So it's hard to pick because I guess that, yeah, I, I like the in-between where I can put jokes in that like make sense and are funny but I it's not the whole time is trying to be funny because I find that really stressful do you find watching um current whether it's a documentary or drama or a sitcom does that serve as inspiration or a catalyst for ideas for you or how, how does that work yeah I um it definitely serves for inspiration and I think that a lot of writing anything these days is taking uh, ideas from other people's work that work for yours and mixing it up into a collage where so um, for the script that I'm writing now it's based on a family and centers around a family so I watched Parenthood somewhat to get an idea of how that show feels and I'm obviously not copying any of the situations that happened and the characters are very different, but to see how a family interacts and how the it's made to feel is really good to know. And also the script that I'm writing now is incorporating memory and how and um, flashbacks, which the show One Mississippi that I mentioned also does, especially in their first season. So I watched that to understand how are they using memory and how can I use it that's different and how what's working for them and what will work, how will it work for me? I love um, time travel or flashback, especially because I, I write in a different genre. So in writing self-help books, you're tapping more into an aspect of yourself. You're getting connected with your source or your creative muse, and, and you're still basing it on real life experiences that lead in your evolution or growth or could inspire the reader. 
But for me, I'm partial to time travel or the flashbacks. Like one of my favorite shows is Outlander, where there is time travel involved and, and very strong women characters. So as you're talking, I'm just so fascinated by the art of, of you being able to watch something to sort of um, disseminate what the process is and then to go off and create your own approach. Yeah, well, I think that one of the things that I noticed in One Mississippi when I was watching it is the way they're using the um, flashbacks is they're simultaneously a flashback and in the in the uh, current world, so it's sort of both, which that exact setup is not going to work for what I want to do, but it got gave me the idea of, oh, could I put the character whose memory it is as themselves in the modern world as opposed to in the t flashback time, and how am I going to do that? And I don't know if that is what I'm going to use, but watching that gave me the idea of, how can I use this as opposed to just the regular flashback? So because you talked about it in the writing process, coming up with these ideas in your mind, and then the ideas sort of take on its own life, its own character. Do you find yourself then as, as you're writing about this family, thinking about current modern times, the characters in your mind, but then also thinking about past experiences and sort of welding or meshing mm -hmm. them all together? Yeah, it's definitely, it's a weird thing to do too because, um, so I am writing a story that's very similar to my own family's, but it's obviously stuff that happened years ago, or, well, like, maybe it's not obvious, but it is stuff that at least started happening years ago, so, but the show that I'm writing now is set now, so it's taking that, it, it, but things have changed a lot now, the way we use phones is different the way uh we use every like everything is different and everything keeps changing if the show was to get picked up it would be probably even set more to the current time and things have might have changed politics have changed a lot a lot of things have changed so you have to write it in that uh, the modern world plus back where you were remembering and it does get confusing but you kind of blend it all together. Do you ever um, use timelines then or, or storyboard to help you navigate between different time periods? Or Because some um, writers do, especially in the historical fiction Yeah, I genre. always do an outline for the thing, for the script that I'm writing. And this one is playing with time a bit more. So uh, I did... And playing with, and the ages matter. So that was one thing that I did do is figure out when was the person born? So when can the flashback start? When were they in high school? How is that informing their, and because this is the biggest project I'm doing in school, I do have time to spend more time on thinking about these characters as well. And so figuring out all those things was important. So that wasn't it's not an official like timeline as much as I wrote these I figured out the math and wrote these things down and then I have an outline of the first season including all the flashbacks that will be involved listening to you talk about all of this makes me just almost like bewildered 
because when you watch a show or go to a movie, you just don't realize all the behind the scenes stuff that happens. And great writing, I think. Like, I I love Jane Austen, the days of Jane Austen, the the characters. um, But, like, the period of the clothing, the topography, all of what you're describing that you have to think about, you you just really don't have an appreciation until we're talking about what is entailed in it. Well, and then, like, I'm not figuring out the costuming right now. I just have to know what... So I I would have to know, we're going to need costumes from the 70s or... A Jane Austen book would be like, we're going to need costumes from the 1800s. And then the good thing is when it gets to the point of you're actually producing it, it becomes a real collaboration of other people telling you, figuring stuff out, which is a great thing about uh, screenwriting and television writing and playwriting is that it's still a solitary act to begin with, but then it becomes a collaboration. So let's let's talk about collaboration because so many writers feel like they're their own island. I mean, you know, people may collaborate when they get to publishing or working with an author coach or publicist or like, as you know, I, I host creative writer groups and, and the reason why is to feel that connection, to mm-hmm. share ideas with each other, to use it as a sounding board. Do you find um, in your process, are, are you sharing any of these ideas with other people to say, well, you talked about that you have with your professor who yeah. gave you very specific um, feedback in doing that. Right. And that's what's great about being in school for it right now is I have lots of people. The other two, two of my other roommates are also screenwriters. So I have them to always be bouncing ideas off and we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. And it is definitely great to have that community. Oh, absolutely. Which leads us perfectly into uh, this question. Since you are a student who has been studying screenwriting for a few years now, can you talk about the experience of the art of studying writing? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing about there, there are two big things about actually taking it as a class that I find really helpful for me, but also I think that that's what sets it apart from just writing something on your own is you get assignments with deadlines, So, which at this point is it's nice to have um, people telling you to writing and writing different things and writing in different, me- like I had to write plays and screenplays and television. So I got a chance, even though I've always wanted to be a television writer, I had to try and see what's different about those, different about the screenplay to a television script and a um, play script, which they are different things. And then, so having, being told to do those things and getting the chance to just write and having the deadline but also it's the community of having people giving you feedback, having, um, so you have a class with people to help you out or now doing these senior projects, we all have our own groups of senior project partners really in charge of helping the, um, the group presents their ideas and gives feedback on it. And that's, like the whole, there's a whole class of just that. 
as well as were kind of each other's teammates through this process. Yeah, because there there is a big difference between going off and, and writing something and studying the art of writing and fine-tuning your craft Yeah, and having the instruction of how to fine-tune it. One of the things you talked about... Um, is there a difference in, you know, screenwriting for a novel or a book or based on the genre that you're doing? Yeah, there's a huge difference in screenwriting to novel writing or any book writing because uh, the thing about a book is it's dealing with the internal. Even, uh, I mean, it's you picturing it in your brain. You're pic- When you're reading a book, you see it in your brain when, and you can say what the characters are thinking it's usually in the, it could be in the point of view of one character or, you know, so you, but you have all the information of how they're thinking, or you could, you're at least able to have that. Whereas screenwriting, playwriting, any of those, the performing scripts are, it has to be external. Everything that you want to show, you have to show it somewhere or say it somewhere, but you have to have a character say it. You can't expect it can't be in your head at all it all has to be external being heard and seen and that's I think books that are more the books that we describe as cinematic books um are books that deal with more action and are focused more on the external where um it it doesn't really go back the other way it I guess if you had a lot of voiceover, which they tell you not to do, that is a, like one of the first things you learn about screenwriting is don't use voiceover except when it works. And then it's like, but when does it work? And you'll never figure it out. But um, I think that the idea is, like I said, one of the, my favorite things about writing is thinking and having that be on the page. But then writing a script, it can't be about thinking. It has to be all external it can't be the internal which I think is very different than most writing in a way it's not a dichotomy of of sorts because it's two totally different approaches and it is really interesting to hear you talk about the internal versus the external because the component for me that is most I guess realistic is the feeling aspect. So in in writing in self-help or transformational space or or memoir, you felt these occurrences. You have personally, internally had sadness, joy, overcome a hardship, Mm -hmm. have felt broken, have transcended. And so you are trying to describe that feeling, I guess, for yourself. So, well, and the thing is, so in a book, you can say this was a sad moment or this is sad or this is happy. Uh, With the screenwriting, you have to figure out a way to show sadness externally, like sadness is rain, sadness is somebody crying, Uh, happiness is sunshine, happiness is lights, happiness is a certain color. You always have to be and even more concepts more than just feeling you have to figure out how to show those as opposed to feel them, which is very hard. Yeah, that's the external that you talk about. It's, okay, that thought or that feeling, it's bringing it to life so the viewer who's watching it can experience that or understand what the feeling is in an external way. Mm -hmm. I can see that that is no easy task. It's definitely not. 
So given that writers in general are a sensitive bunch, the best way we can evolve is to seek uh, other people's, I guess, input on what we created in the written form. How do you personally handle criticism or constructive feedback? Yeah, so that is a huge part about what uh, studying the art of writing is, is writing something and then having people tell you what's wrong or right about it. And so that is what most of my classes were before this point is you wrote a script and then we read the script out, out loud in class and then people gave you feedback on that. And it's not all negative and it's always uh, helpful feedback and something that's gonna help make the script better. But it definitely was something that I wasn't comfortable with to begin with. And it's different than in high school when you would get criticism or you would get a paper graded, it's all private and they're writing it down and then you read their notes and you can dismiss them or whatever, you're not having this conversation where reading something out loud and then getting criticism from other students. And that was definitely something that was uncomfortable to me in the beginning, is still uncomfortable to me now, but I become more used to it and see the value of it. And I think that a good way to go is to realize that nobody knows your script as well as you, but if they didn't understand it, then it's not their problem, it's your problem. So if so, like if somebody was confused, and this is something that now I criticize people's criticism, not people's criticism, criticize people being criticized is that I think that when somebody says, oh, this didn't make sense to me, the instinct is to justify it when the what you should be doing is just listening and instead of saying well you didn't get it because this was why you didn't get it say okay I should make that clear and really listen to and not take it personal but realize that every it has to be on the page it can't be something you know that they don't know and that's why they didn't understand it the not taking it personal is not an easy thing <clears throat> because, you know, you, you've had these characters in your head or, or these real life experiences and it's almost a little bit like a protective nature, but also in the um, imagination process, your imagination is different from the person sitting next to you. But what was interesting about what you said is, okay, you can't kind of take it so personal, be a good listener. It's interesting because in um, copy editing, you know, we, we write our drafts and we don't necessarily, some authors will get, you know, they'll do a readout um, out loud and then get feedback. But usually the role of an editor is to come back and say, okay, no one has a clue what you're saying right here. Could you expand in hands or clarify for us? And you, and what I find is that sometimes how we talk, how we act in our everyday life is how we write. And that's in our own kind of way of mm -hmm. thinking versus maybe the general population. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, I think that I've noticed myself and other people especially get defensive when it's coming from real life. 
and when somebody says this situation makes no sense and you're like wait this was something that personally happened to me but the reason that it's making no sense is probably not that it that it's not possible it's that you didn't give us the context that how it was actually happening in the real life which is definitely something that I've learned to do more but then there's also people have different sensibilities so if somebody says that they don't like this and they're not giving a clear reason why they're not saying it's confusing or they didn't understand it so much as oh I just don't like it it's like okay but you're not giving I think that studying this in school um taught me what's good how to criticize people constructively in a way that helps them and then how to suss out what is helpful information and what is not because sometimes people do just have different sensibilities as you well a lot of it is is the place and time where that person is in their own belief system what their yeah background is what their exposure uh, to different things and, and what their emotional reaction is to a setting situation place and in time and so part of, of hearing about the art of writing it gives an, a more of an appreciation for the process that brings one to make it come to reality mm -hmm. so with that I, lo I love that Dr. Seuss said, you're off to great places. Today's your day. Your mountain is waiting. Get on your way. Sarah, what impact do you personally want to make in the world? Um, well, it's interesting that you chose that quote because that's from a Dr. Seuss book that I read as a kid and did not understand at all. Because <laughs> I was like, this, this is not interesting. This makes no sense. And then I got it given to me when I graduated high school and cried. So it definitely, it, it's definitely a book for adults that was disguised as a book for kids. Um, but the impact that I'd like to make on the world is uh, definitely a positive one. And I think that the way that my writing does that and the way that I think writing in general does is creates more empathy and that's what really will change it when you have empathy for um people then it's you can't hurt them anymore you don't feel that even something that you do accidentally to hurt somebody you are going to be more conscious of and try to avoid and I think that adding empathy into the world is something that's definitely needed I think we're feeling it a lot right now uh, I don't know if it's, I think that we're feeling it a lot late right now. I don't think that it's really changed much since before we started feeling it, but I think we're noticing things more. And I think that television especially is a great way to create empathy. I think seeing diverse characters on television that you can relate to is really a way to start changing the way people feel towards uh, other groups or groups that are different from them or even just people in general the more you see I think the yeah the more diversity you see on tv which is we're seeing more and more I think it's going to create more and more empathy and less hate towards each other knowing you as a person also working with you as an incredible professional that you are 
I think the concept of wanting to create awareness, wanting to create scripts, products that show a cultural band um, across, you know, different aspects of, of our modern day world that I think is in a state of struggling with an identity of, of who are we. Mm -hmm. And I think as a, a woman, um, the power of the woman and her role in film, in TV, and bringing compassion and understanding and empathy, I just know with certainty that we need more of that. Yeah, I definitely, I've done studies and stuff on how many women are in television and film like producers and directors and stuff. It's definitely not enough and every industry needs more diversity in it. And I'm excited to add my voice to the entertainment industry and excited for all the people I've been studying with to add their voice as well because I know a lot of really powerful writers coming up. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your insight and wisdom today. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a joy and to also see you in a different role, to see you beyond being this award-winning audio producer, the knowledge that you have of, of being in the screenwriting, learning that craft, and then putting into practice. And the world's excited about what's ahead. <laughs> so you can learn more about me and our show today by visiting lauraponicello.com and divinephoenixbooks.com with a focus of books, for a purpose for positive change. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, and our books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and IndieBound. You also can rate and review us on iTunes so it can help make it clearer for the Writer's Creative Journey podcast to be found. Sarah, how can people find out more about you? Well, you can go to my website, sarahieapplegate.com, and I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. And then you can find me on Twitter at AppleSarahGate. And th th those are really the two places that I'm most talkative or you can see most of what I've done in the past. So that'd be great.